This is episode 24 of 5x5 Specials. I'm Dan Benjamin, and uh, we're here in San Francisco in the beautiful uh, New Relic offices here in the little studio that they have uh, to record in to talk about, I guess, WWDC. Why not? I've got uh, some friends here with me. Uh, going from my left, Hattie Cook. She is the sales director over at 5x5. Once associate producer, now yep. sales director. Welcome, Hattie, to the show. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing lovely. How are you liking San Francisco right it's now? It's cold. Very cold. Arnold Kim, to your left, the creator, the founder, and benefactor of MacRumors.com. I, I just got to tell you, I, I used to sit there every day, reload that site to figure out what the next day. I was just, <laughs> I'd sit there, you know, command R, command R all day. I appreciate and it. And I still, I, I don't click command R quite as often as, as I used to in a given five to 10 minute span, but it's still once every hour. That's because you're refreshing Twitter, Facebook. That's right. I look, I look there as well. Welcome to the show. Big fan of yours yeah. for a long time. And uh, I think we met in person once last year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, I, we, we've never gotten to do a show. And I hounded you this time. Like, you've got to come by. You've got to come by. Well, I can come by this day. And we, we had a Monday, maybe we couldn't do it. Today, we made it work. And we also made it work with the man to your left. Do you, I think, you, you know, will people recognize you? Because you're podcasting constantly. You're famous. I, I, I try to stay off the internet as much as possible, really, so I don't know what you're talking about. You are the editor-in-chief of Twa. Your name is Victor Gooder Jr. You have to say Jr. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because my dad's in town. And so. he's in town, so yeah. it's right, even so more important today. Right. No. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Thank you. And uh, it's a pleasure to have you here. Again, Twa started out as like uh, the, the, the little engine that could, the underdog. And in a way, I still feel like you guys are an underdog even though you're a behemoth now somewhat yeah we're, we're still we're still one of the smaller sites at aol yeah so but, but you're you know. there and and i mean you guys have what i like about you is that you're always you're in lots of different mediums at once you do podcasting but you're mm-hmm. always writing you're at these kinds of events you're always coming out with really great creative stuff and you support you guys have been podcasting since the very beginning yeah for a really long time well we've we're coming up on our 10th anniversary of existing oh my god i can't believe wow. it 10 yeah. years yeah so, uh, and, and we did podcasts. I remember podcasts like 2004, 2005 podcasts mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. CK Sample and Laurie Duncan and uh, yeah. a lot of really, really smart people. Yeah. Well, welcome. Welcome all of you to the show. We do these specials once in a while because we don't, we don't always know what else, uh, when else to, to, to call something like this. Like, is it going to be a special? Is it an episode of this episode of that? So we, that's what these specials are for. Yeah. And, uh, and so hopefully people will, uh, will tune in and enjoy them. And this time, obviously, we're talking about WWDC. It's 2014. And, uh, and there's so much was announced uh, on Monday. Everyone's really covered it. You guys both covered it extensively before and after the event and you know one of the things that uh that people kept focusing on before this you know you had the whole health book thing a lot of good coverage about that a lot of predictions about that but there was so much that was not predicted there was so much that was not talked about and still i've been listening to all the shows and reading all the articles and everything and one of the things that i i find uh, not that many people are even really talking about and and how do you brought this up right mm-hmm. before we started was like the, the not just the continuity aspect of it, but like one thing in particular stood out to you. I haven't really heard anyone talking about. Oh my gosh, this airdrop day, airdrop. Oh my gosh, like that. That is something that for me, I've been waiting for a long time. Yeah, there's so many. Oh, I have to email myself a picture, or I have to do this in order to get it to the computer. I'm not going to use iCloud, all that stuff, to my iPad. But 
no one's talked about that yet really yeah, it's not it's not something that a lot of people are uh are are diving into as much because it's one of those things i think we just think should be there right right and that kind of summarizes a lot of what we saw on monday stuff we really wanted or it's- we saw it on android right and now we're like, well, we should have that too. And so many people saying, well, Apple's not going to give us that. They gave us everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that this, it was one of the bigger keynotes sans hardware. Yeah. I point out like a lot of people were disappointed in the fact that there was no hardware. Yeah. But the fact is, is that almost everything that people have been talking about, you know, uh, apps that are able to talk to each other right. and, 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 you know, th- that aspect of it. A, that's huge, but the keyboards, the way that Apple is kind of opening it up a little bit more right. and competing with Android and these other platforms, I mean, you know, this is, this is what they needed are at they, just the right time. Are they doing this because they have to do it, because they have it on Android, or are they doing it because this is the right way to do things? You know, this is just better. So we're doing, they're doing it the better way, giving us a keyboard, you know, that we can swap out. Because I'll tell you what, I did an experiment. I've talked a lot about this. I'm not going to spend time on it here. On. <laughs> but I spent two weeks on Android. I wanted to spend a month, so so if that tells you anything, <laughs> um, and and I it was my only device, you know, the only only phone I was using, and swipe keyboard and being able to see individual app usage for battery life, all of those things, like those were really great. And when I came back to iOS, it was like, yes, I like iOS better. Yes, I like the environment better. Yes, I like typing on the keyboard better. But I do miss that swipe. I do miss the battery app. And now we've got that, right? Yeah, I think ultimately, you know, Apple, I think brought us this stuff because the, the time time's right for the market. You know, mm-hmm. when Apple first introduced iPhone in 2007, it was a brand new concept. And yeah. understandably, they're conservative about what to um, hide from the end user. And I mm-hmm. think over the past absurdly seven years yeah. since that time, um, there's been increased sophistication amongst users. Everyone now, smartphones are standard. It's like um, there's, you know, adding the extra functionality makes sense because we're going, and then there was a whole refrain about the iPad being a consumption device rather than creation device, same with iPhone. Mm-hmm. But I think increasingly the market's moving towards tablet, mobile, that is almost, you know, replacing functions for the computer. And I think, um, you know, your non-tech family members yeah. want extensibility now. They want uh, inter-app communication. And Android's given that to them, and there was some complexity there, but now everyone's ready. And I think, you know, when I talk to my non-tech friends, some people have complained, you know, that, that you wouldn't think would complain, oh, I wish I could have a custom keyboard. Mm-hmm. Like, it seems like such an absurd mm-hmm. right. thing to come out of, like, a, a, a non-techie's <laughs> mouth. Right, and yet, right, right. And, but they're ready. Everyone's ready for it. Yeah. And that's the thing. because And in some ways, uh, because of Android, we're getting some of these improvements. Uh, it, it You know, it is kind of interesting because I think that when you when you look at, the majority of people with smartphones, you know, it's Android, it's iPhone. And, you know, they always fight back and forth with the numbers, but it's, we, we do get to see what's going on on the Android side. And uh, Andy Anatko, especially famously switching away from the iPhone because he wanted, you know, his uh, keyboard that he could pick. He wanted all of these different things that, that Apple, and he had basically said, I'm not going to wait for Apple to give this to me. And this was, what was it, like a year or two a year, ago? Yeah, yeah, a year mm-hmm. ago. And, you know, I can totally understand the argument of saying, you know what, I don't want, I don't want to buy things through iTunes because I have a Fire TV at my house and I have a Don't Roku at work. In. And I, yeah, yeah. And I want to be locked into that. Um, and saying, well, I'm just going to go with, I'm going to get everything on Amazon Digital or whatever. Like, I get that. But there's so much now, I think, that's, again, 
even more compelling to go back to Apple. And I, I mean, Daddy, didn't you feel like when we were watching this keynote, like you were there saying like Apple's back, man, like they're Apple's excited. Back, and you know what? Everyone that was on stage, they were excited again. Mm-hmm. Last year, they, you know, you could tell that it wasn't quite exactly what they wanted to put out. And it really, that came through in the keynote. And this year, they're really super excited. And yeah, they were we very too. excited. They were, <laughs> they were joking and Apple has a personality again. Right. Yeah. Like how weird People is were, that? They're being silly on stage and everything. I mean, that's... Yeah, but if you think about it, 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 and and I want to get your take on this, uh, but for, for the longest time, Apple's personality was Steve Jobs, right? right? Mm-hmm. And then after after he left, I I mean, they continued to do great things, but the personality that we saw as consumers had did it change for a while? And and what is it now? Yeah, now it seems to be more of a uh, an ensemble cast. Yeah, right. And and that was it was it struck me how many engineers they brought out. How many different people yeah. came out and not just from other companies to do a product demo. And, you right. know, we didn't get a lot of game demo stuff, thankfully. Uh, it, it was let's show everybody that's working on this stuff because it takes all of these people to put these things together. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, also, you know, Steve was the vision keeper. And so there's not necessarily a central point for that now. There's not necessarily, I mean, I, I kind of wonder if like Dre is going to be that baby and right. be the sort of tastemaker or, yeah. you know, Ivan, both of those guys have clearly proven their ability to do that. Right. And that's the, you know, so much of, uh, well, one of the funny things that you mentioned, and we talked about this yeah. earlier in the week uh, when Jim was here, yeah. uh, is that, you know, you had that picture of, right. of uh, all the guys leaning up against the balcony with their uh their their sleeve, sleeve cuffs yeah. pulled down over where their eyewatches would be except dre it looked very <laughs> unnatural up. and yeah it looked on un- and if you look it's like there was all this speculation you and guys uh, Arnold, like you posted this. a picture of this right <laughs> yeah i think uh there was a lot of talk about that but i think there was another picture that came out a few, like either a day later that sh- seemed to well you know, we actually turn. went back through um like getty <laughs> and some of the photo services <laughs> and looked to see how many times tim uh Cook was wearing a watch in yeah. previous keynotes yeah. and whatnot. Here's the thing. He has huge cuffs. Really? Yeah. If you go back through, the cuffs on his shirts are like <laughs> three times normal size. I don't know what that is. Maybe he's been working on this for years. Yeah, yeah. right. His, his garage or something. Special but, Apple shirts. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, wrist covering shirts. But, uh, you know, we, so could, it was, we could, it was just a thing. It's yeah. just a thing. But, you know, but there's all this speculation. And what I really saw coming out of this event was Apple, Apple as a personality. Apple as a company. It felt to me. And I definitely know what this feels like being in software development in, in my ancient history, right? Where you're working really hard on something and it's really cool and you want to talk about it, but you can't. And the weird thing about this is it's not like they're walking around with secret iPhones in their pockets. Mm-hmm. They're going to leave at the bar, you know, like it's, it's not a device, right? It's, it's an, an infrastructure and multiple operating systems and tons of features. And you're, I can just imagine. The people at Apple who are like working on this stuff mm-hmm. and they go to the coffee shop and the person sitting next to them is like, yeah. I just wish I could airplay from and between. Like, and they're like, <laughs> you almost can, you know, we have to wait till June. Right. But they're, they're also, when I was tweeting about this, I was super excited about it. I was like, oh man, they have it. And like, this is everything that we really want. And there's so many people on iTunes, I'm mean, iTunes, Twitter that were replying to me that are saying like, Oh, you really think iCloud is drive is going to work like Dropbox? Like, let's wait and see. I mean, what do you guys think? Are you optimistic Skeptics. or pessimistic <laughs> about about this, Arnold? 
obviously, I think you're optimistic, because, or most people are, because I these feel are, optimistic. Yeah, these are the things that, like I said, if Apple does, that's cute. I mean, and, and Apple does have a sort of spotty history on some of these services, certainly, and that's, they get a bad rap for that. Yeah. But I feel like this keynote brought a lot of things together that they've been working on for years, you know, mm-hmm. including like Air, you know, finally bringing out the final like touches or integrating Bluetooth or continuity, those sort of things yeah. finally. And I think that's the best play for Apple because Apple's always been well integrated. They've have Mac OS 10, they have um, MacBooks, MacBook Airs and iPhones. And that level of integration is playing to their strength, mm-hmm. which you may not have on the Android or other platforms. Right. But yeah, no, I, I'm very optimistic. Uh, things were a little hand wavy, I think. There were, I mean, there were a ton of features announced, and then I understand iCloud Drive is not really working in the betas. Really, right? Yeah. So I haven't tried. Have have either of you? And I know how do you haven't, but uh, have either of you installed any of the new OSs yet? Try. No, I haven't either. But I've asked around about because I was specifically interested in iCloud Drive myself. Mm -hmm, Me too. Is is this really a Dropbox killer? Right. Uh, The fact that they basically introduced a file system onto iOS was Mm -hmm. my biggest surprise. Yeah. Um, Again, one of those. Checkboxes that got checked right. off. Oh, yeah, the on Android, we have that now too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's shocking, and uh, w- to see things like that. And Hattie, we were making a list. I think when we were watching the keynote of apps that had been essentially killed, oh, killed, right. Right. assuming, killed assuming off, things work the way they work, right? But we Sherlocked. had so we had yeah, we had yeah, exactly things being shown. We had Dropbox. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Alfred, Alfred, the launcher, any pretty much any launch bar. Yeah, yeah. Um, mail drop wasn't that one of the apps yeah. that was killed off. I mean, again and again. And so, how do you guys feel about this? Watching, uh, essentially watching Apple innovate, and uh, we think of it as innovation. We think of, we're consumers, right? We, I just, I want all the features. Mm-hmm. Ever give me all the features, please. Yeah. Uh, so if one of those features is something like called Alfred that you have to download and buy, and it's a great launcher. I mean, you have Quicksilver and Launch Bar and all the other ones, right? But now Spotlight isn't just kind of a a context-sensitive search anymore. It's now a a full-on launcher. Oh, yeah. And when you hit Command Space, you get the bar just like Alfred, just like the other ones where you type and it's searching the different things and pulling it together. Like, that's clearly saying Alfred's been out, Quicksilver, Launch Bar, out for years. And now we get something that I think is even better then those things, those guys have to be upset about it. And then, you know, you see them tweet, look more f- coming from us. Well, right. I want the more, but n- this takes Alfred or whatever and, and, and makes it into something for a power user now. Right. You know, the same way that Tweetbot is a power users, Twitter app. We were, we went down to Twitter and I was talking to him like, have you guys seen Tweetbot? Like, give give me some. And they're like, you know, like, yeah, we've seen it. But the regular user, that's not what they need. This is an app they for millions, Tweetbot, right? Not yeah. for you geeks over there, right? Well, that's that's Apple's strength. Also, is bringing to the consumer power tools, mm-hmm. right? And and things that they wouldn't have installed. Like they, most people I know, they don't install. Well, I shouldn't say most people I know. Most right. people we don't most know. People, <laughs> the people yeah. not in this room. Most right. users, though, don't install those extra things. And so they're bringing that stuff to them. I will say this, though, that, you know, we say Sherlock, right? Yeah. And we're referring to Watson and whatnot. And when Sherlock came mm-hmm. out, that's kind of an apocryphal tale anyway. Mm-hmm. It didn't really go down like that. Like it wasn't just Apple. If you make a good product, you have a market. A lot of times it's difficult even for someone like Apple to come in and just completely wipe you off the map. And, you know, and nowadays people pivot their companies and they do other things yeah. and whatnot. So I don't see those like going away, mm-hmm. but it's obviously like Apple has a history of 
creating things after some other smaller company has. But that happens all the time. Right. right. You know, and especially in software where it's, you know, look at all the apps that are on the store, right? Mm-hmm. Apple could easily recreate 90% of those. Yeah. You know, they don't because they don't need to. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they need to. Like Spotlight needed a, a refresh. Mm-hmm. So, it, and they did it. And, you know, it looks like something else, but, you know, great artists steal, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> all this stuff, Arnold, I mean, all the stuff that we're getting now, though, the, these, these great little tools, these great little things, even just like the swiping behavior in, uh, in mail and iOS 8, you know, that was the, killer feature for multiple apps on iOS 8, right? And now, well, that's just in the mail app. Is that innovation or is it stealing? I mean, it's obviously a little of both. I mean, the, the, and, there, it's, and I feel bad for certainly for developers or companies that are destroyed potentially by right. these features. But, you know, if you're in certain markets, um, that's the risk. And I think, no, but you can't argue, it's hard to argue that Apple needs to stand still just to allow this ecosystem to thrive. Unfortunately, Apple has to, you know, keep Going and sometimes they will step on small companies and you yeah. know. They're, they're, but why? I mean, isn't it there? Isn't it as as a company that's providing software for millions of people? Is it, people, isn't it their responsibility to find the best, uh, the, the best stuff and put it in there? I want to do that, right? Right. If I'm building a CMS for podcast publishing, I want to integrate a Twitter thing and a push notification. I don't care who else is doing it. Like, yeah, right. I want that for the yeah. thing that I'm building. You know, if I have a car and someone else comes out with ABS brakes, I want that. Make my car safer. I don't care who, you know, and if there's a patent, great. I don't even talk about patents. Well, but they, you, know, you know what I'm saying? That's like, part of the reason why they do buy some companies, you know, they, they, and they've yeah, been very they aggressive. Right. They've been very aggressive with acquisitions recently. And then there was one, I forget the name of the photo app, but it basically was an aqua hire of this one guy, you know, mm-hmm. because he, he had some photo algorithms, really fantastic. And, you know, again, what they're looking for is the best experience. Mm -hmm. And there's always that decision as a business person where you say, well, do we acquire someone who's built something? Do we build it internally? And because they've been growing so much, they're able to build a lot more. And you saw that at this keynote where it was like, we have built all of these things. And like you said, it's that checklist that they have. (laughs) And I've been telling people all of these things are coming. But Apple doesn't implement them, and we all know this. Apple doesn't do it until it's ready, mm-hmm. except for Mobile Me, except for a few things. Right? <laughs> yeah. The first, well, I mean, but well, that that was the price they paid, right? Right. Yeah. They also, I mean, Apple's kind of setting the bar in a, in a way. Like this is what we can do. Those companies that have been wiped off the map or whatever, right? They shouldn't. They shouldn't just go away. They should see that. Okay, well, that's how Apple di- did it, but that doesn't mean that's what people want exactly mm-hmm. yeah. do something different change yeah, your do pivot something, and they have yeah. right they, but they have to now right, you know exactly. and i think that's what, kind of a force it, it is it is and i think there's people there who are uh who are who are looking at this as saying i just want the best features in the os and the less extra application right. the, right. the external the stuff that i have to, to download yeah right <laughs> and but that's really the way that it is i've been using dropbox for years i love dropbox if iCloud has all of the same stuff yeah, I could see using iCloud a lot. It won't, you know, there are people who use Windows machines and Linux machines and, you know, Android devices. If they switch away from Dropbox, well, they won't get those things. Well, now, you know, Dropbox starts focusing more on the enterprise Mm -hmm. because Dropbox is smart. Box is smart. They focus on the enterprise where Apple's not going to go, right? Not not with cloud services, that's for sure. They, They did have that, like, one slide... In passing, but yeah. there, there's actually a lot. And I have a friend who's an IT guy at a medical place, 
And, you know, the, the frustrations that he's had with the vice management mm-hmm. and all these other things, they've addressed a lot of that oh, stuff. Oh, as far as like being, yeah, this is something people haven't been talking about is yeah. Apple. Um, so now if you are in an, an enterprise, you get a new, uh, a new iOS device that comes and just start, starts installing all the apps that you've the, pre-defined. The exchange calendar stuff. Yeah. I was, you know, as someone who has to deal with people who use exchange, <laughs> like, yeah, that makes my life a lot easier. Yeah. Just quickly to go back, the other thing about um, these opportunities, though, is that when Apple does introduce these quote-unquote features that might Sherlock another company, there's, yeah. it's actually an opportunity in some ways. I know there are certainly features, and you know, it, I know when Fantastical was coming out, I think they were worried about, uh, it was probably the Mavericks features of the calendar being mm-hmm. improved, but uh, ultimately, any of these features that um, are in the same area tend mm-hmm. to raise interest in that area. So whether, uh-huh. if you're not completely happy with voice memos on your the new voice memo feature in ios yeah. 8 there's this whole category of voice walkie-talkie apps that exist in the oh, app store yeah. and if anything it, it can be an opportunity for some of those it spaces it can draw yeah. right interest. because maybe the, we people didn't know that there w- was a need for an alternative until they found a problem with something that apple built or the way that it works or the you know compatibility yeah well, and they, they're really good at solving problems before you realize that you have this problem. You know, it's like right. the, the frictionless type thing. It's like, oh, man, this is so much easier now. You know, and you really didn't think about it before. You just struggled through it. Yeah. I think that one of the things that I'm... Okay, well, let me roll that back. Uh, besides AirDrop, Patty, what, what are you most looking forward to for... Is it? Are you looking forward to iOS 8? Are you looking forward to yeah. 1010, Yosemite? No, what, what, yeah. Why? Yeah. What are the problems that you um, have? Well, I have. To, <laughs> the, Your how long crazy. do we have? Yeah. My phone is has a lot of issues, a lot of shutting down and random times and battery yeah. issues. Yeah, I mean and things and like that that I've tried to combat. But um, just the overall integration of you know being able to have your phone and computer sync and have everything yeah. together and, and that's the thing we, but it all and, comes back to syncing, doesn't it? It all yeah. comes back to the continuity stuff, the yeah. syncing stuff. You know how many times have and I'll I'll pick on you because you have no, a no, you, you have a do. you have a, I purse. Have a purse. Yes. I don't have That's one. not why you're picking on me, but right. just cuz I own a purse. You own a purse <laughs> and your phone will be in your purse. You'll be sitting Frequently at, it will be on silent. You'll be sitting at your desk mm-hmm. and you will miss a call. That happens. And frequently it's a call that will make or break us as an entire company. <laughs> And you'll you miss like the to call. Make me think that. You will miss <laughs> the well that's how I, I want you to feel. Uh-huh. And and you will miss the call. And the, that happened because it was in it was in your purse. Mm-hmm. But that's happened to me when it's on silent on the desk because I have, right. I have to turn off the the buzzer because if I'm putting my little girl to sleep or something, the buzzer she'll still hear that. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like so so I have it so that it, when it's on silent, the vibrations off also. So that it's completely dark if you're not looking yep. at that screen and you forget to turn it back on. You know, this is the kind of thing that that integration is seeing a little caller ID on your yeah. on your computer, I like love that. something as simple as that, right? That could change the way you work. Yeah. What I'm curious about is uh, you guys get the casino effect when you have like a calendar alert. Yeah. Oh, and oh all of your devices <laughs> go off at once. Yeah. I don't I don't know if that's going to be better at that because like how does it know that you're at this machine mm-hmm. right this minute, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm eager to see like sort of the little fine points like that. That's that's something that bothers me cuz I I'll turn oh this gosh. off, but yeah. then I'll hear three other machines going off in the house. I'm like, <laughs> right. That's how it is. You know, Dan and I are in the same office. Oh, and so a lot like, of the time we'll be on the same call. So three of her devices are going off. Three of mine are going off. In the off, same room. In the so same it's room. like a giant one chime. And yeah. Like, oh my Sounds gosh. like a casino. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I, I wonder, though, uh, you know, as we start 
looking at the things that were released and talking about those things that were announced rather, you know, we also now have, uh, you know, a, a, outside of developers, we now have a, a large number of people who will probably start using these operating systems, especially Yosemite early because there's going to be this public beta first time for Apple yeah. doing that. Right. Yeah. They, Public beta plus the NDAs kind of loosened up on yeah. all this. Yeah, yeah, I saw something about that today. Not that it was. Let's be honest. No. In the past few years, <laughs> yeah. that's kind of been a joke. I mean, the, but do they remember just agree, they just acknowledged that it was right. right. There was right. Name, it almost meant nothing. <laughs> yeah, before. yeah, right. But uh, although, do remember that OS 10 itself mm-hmm. came out as a public beta. You had yeah. to pay for it. You're right. But you know, we used to have to pay for OS 10 also yeah. back right. in the dark ages. Yeah. yeah, a year ago. I mean, making the operating system free and keeping it free. You know, when they brought out those numbers in the beginning, uh, I forget, do either, do either of you or how did you remember the numbers uh, when uh, Tim Cook was talking about the percentage of folks on Android? Yeah. Wasn't it uh, four, 14? It was low. I mean, it was really low oh, to yeah, see the adoption to 14%. Right. It was under 15% yeah. in terms yeah. of how many had, yeah, KitKat. Right. Version. Yeah. Which and is then, the worst. Yeah. I mean, that's because, and, and there are big changes in, in every issue, yeah. every update. And it wasn't at 80% uh, or around 80% for iOS. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously you don't need to pay for a KitKat update, but the fact that Apple owns the hardware, you know, that, that makes a big difference. Making the operating system free, making it a download, you just download yeah. it. Like, that's a, ve- and, and this is the way that they push out features. And in a way, it's also the way they sell their hardware, right? That's because right. The, my mom went through this. She updated her ancient uh, MacBook to, you know, whatever, I forget, I think this was Mavericks. She updated it to Mavericks. I'm like, why'd you do that? You know, she's, <laughs> she's like, well, it's new. It's free. It's free. And guess what? Guess what happened a week later? She bought a new one. Yeah. Because she wanted to have the faster, greater experience. And right. if you're, if you're, you know, it's the difference between getting a machine that's designed for that operating system, right. designed to run it versus something that's years and years and years old and updating to it and seeing it. So it, Apple has to know that, right? That's oh, a selling point. Yeah, well, look at the look at how the buttons, the function keys change over time, right? right. I, I want a photo right. montage of you know. <laughs> here's when the dashboard button showed up. Here's right. when Launchpad showed up. I mean, all the all of these things, yeah. and and yeah, they they continue to push hardware that matches the software. I mean, it's 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 a genius system, really. Nobody's done it better than that. Yeah, Arnold, yeah. talk to me about hardware, okay? Because you you guys have a nice little uh, guide. Yeah. <laughs> and uh you know there 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 was no hardware i think the smarter people who were watching this were saying that maybe we'll see something but it's going to be about the software you know and but then there were still these rumors coming up 12 inch you know retina macbook yep. uh, air yeah and may you know the other little things that were coming out why didn't Apple announce any of those things at this event when maybe they, maybe they were ready, maybe they could have been made ready, but what was the reasoning behind this? Well, I mean, it was an action-packed keynote, right? Yeah, there was I hardly was any time for anything else. Right. So uh, that has to play into the decision-making process of, you know, where to put filler, where not to put filler. You know, there wasn't even like a retail update, which right. is usually yeah. a, a very methodical, long This felt talk. different. It felt like a different key, no, kind of keynote. Even the demos. Sometimes when like we watch these keynotes, the demos are like, okay, we've seen, you right. know, yeah. I, I understand. <laughs> you move the window, it shakes, or you know, it's, it's transparent. <laughs> but th- all these demos where I was watching, because I was watching the live feed, um, I actually wanted to see it demoed. Right. And Show me more. <laughs> I want to see yeah. how this works. And then, then, but then the demos were very short, and right. they, they just didn't have time to do anything else. And I think it's appropriate. And, you know, be, being 
from my background being the rumor site, the um, the fact that there wasn't a lot of the software rumors mm-hmm. didn't come out mm-hmm. made it all more exciting just for as a viewer, as a consumer. Yeah. yeah. The hardware, I think it's going to be a busy next six months for Apple. So should we expect then separate hardware? Because when uh, when the, the quote, was it, uh, I, I'm already forgetting who it was. Was it Eddie or Phil? It was Eddie who said this is the best product lineup in 20, 25 years. 25 yeah. years. Yeah. Uh, well, he said product. He didn't. Right. I know that iOS 8 is included as a product. Right. You know, uh, Yosemite is included as a product. But that's not just, he meant hardware. Right. Yeah. No, I think, well, first, everyone knows it's going to be iPad, iPhone in the fall. Mm-hmm. So those are the new versions of that, mm-hmm. iPhone 6. And they have their own event for that. Right. And they have yeah. never come into WWDC. For each yeah. of those. Yeah. Right. No, right. just from timing of the year uh, and whether or not you believe the iPhone 6 size rumors right. and, and form factor. What do you believe? I, th- I mean, I think it's cl- it's clear that they're going to make a larger iPhone, yeah. and I I would you know it's hard to say 100 percent on the you know the case leaks and and specs because they aren't always right, but mm-hmm. they're there's definitely they're coming from somewhere, and there are companies that are selling these cases already, and so I, <laughs> yeah. if I had to bet on it, I would say that's that's it, that's what it's going to look like, yeah. But um, you know, we've you know, been burned or whatever before where right. it's right. not been right but that being said even in the past i think those specs were real i think those were prototype mm-hmm. devices it wasn't like those were made up out of nowhere that being said i think iWatch seems a certainty to me this year i know people oh, really? have been talking about it for years but i mean it's clearly have an iWatch team i mean this that's been reported in multiple places including like new york times mm-hmm. and, and those sort of sources and it seems like things are coming together with Presumably the health book, which turned into health, right? Um, which wasn't a big aspect of the keynote. No. But I think by itself, it, it may need the iWatch before it, it really, certainly would tie really in well with that. Um, well, keep yeah. in mind, you know, health is supposed to be a hub yeah. for your health devices, right? Mm-hmm. You guys remember the original digital hub, the iBook commercial. Yeah, right. At that yeah. time. You talked to me right after, right, after the yeah. keynote about this. Apple didn't make an iPod. Apple yeah. didn't make a camera. They didn't make a video camera. Yeah. So they let third-party people, and they were the digital hub. So it's easy for them to start with a software solution and let third-party manufacturers fight it out. Right. And then when they've got a product that's killer, they release theirs, right. and they wipe out everybody else You know that's making the same thing. So. It's it's very possible. I mean, I, I agree that there's an iWatch team. I don't know that this is the year for it because there's entertainment products that probably need to come out first. Yeah, I'm sure it's so. going to come back and haunt me. You said it was a certainty. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but I mean, it, it, look at the look at the other things that are you know when you talk about entertainment, Mac Mini. Every time I go to your guy, 530 days or whatever. This is the longest ever. Is record breaking in how infrequently they've updated. You know oh, those yeah. those Mac Minis down there. Right? It, why? Why not do a new Mac Mini? What are they waiting for? Now, you can say, oh, we're not going to get a 12-inch Retina MacBook Air because oh, they're still working on getting the battery life they need out of it to power such a high-density screen. Mm-hmm. Okay, or, oh, they're waiting for the new chips from Intel to, to come in, and that's that's where they're going to get the power. Those are, like, legitimate reasons. Why don't I have, Arnold, <laughs> why don't I have a, a, a you know an Apple TV-sized Mac Mini? They took the DVD-ROM drive out right. of it, yeah. Why don't I have a computer this big that's sitting right there, plugged into the back of that screen? No, that was that. That's probably. I mean, my best guess. I don't have any inside knowledge on where the Mac Mini is going. Yeah. I, like everyone else, I expected a new one. Like everyone, like everyone else, I expected yeah. a new one three months ago. Yeah. Where are they? <laughs> but presumably, there is a redesign required for this, and they're not going to because the new platforms are all SSD. They renew. You know, it's still a big box yeah. for the Mac Mini. So yeah. presumably, they have done a hardware redesign on it. If if and when they're going to relaunch it, the problem with the Mac Mini, I guess, is 
I still don't know how much of, and it's hard to say for sure how big a sales, how much does Apple care? And I was actually shocked that Apple. That's what we said about the Mac yeah. Pro. Pro. No, right. I know. And that ultimately came down to a major redesign that they worked on for a long time. So hopefully if Apple still cares about the Mac Mini, we'll see a tiny Mac Mini for you. I want that. SSD. Toss it in your purse. Yeah. <laughs> right in my purse, right next to, to your phone. Right. Uh, you know, I think, though, that when you think about this, like, we're okay, so we're talking about the Apple TV now. And I really do think that, uh, you know, again, I, I've got uh, the Fire TV. Which I love. I love so that. Cool. That's a great product. That is love great. That. <laughs> and especially now they've extended the search. There's still problems with the search. I just want to drop this in as follow up for three other shows. Is that, uh, is that, that when, if you search for something, okay, it will show you now what they do. They have searched through, uh, their own service, through Netflix and uh, something else. It just shows you in a list and you can't tell where, which service, which service it, is it. Right. Okay, so there's flaws with it. And I don't especially, you know, I have, I'm not, a, I like Amazon Prime, but I'm not like an Amazon fan or anything. I just want the best experience. For a while, it was, again, it was a no-brainer. The same way that uh, after my uh, two weeks with Android, iOS for me, no-brainer. Um, Mac, always been a no-brainer for me since 1984. You know, uh, but, you know, uh, Apple TV, uh, yes and no. I, I get a loading, and this content is not available in the spinner. And I have the most Random reboots. Yeah. I don't, you know, I just want all that stuff because I bought my kids a ton of stuff in iTunes, a ton of stuff that they love to watch is in iTunes. I can't get that anywhere else. I don't want to have to get a Fire TV, you know, give me the Apple TV. Arnold. Yeah. Where is that? Oh, the new Apple TV? Yeah, give it to me. Better Apple TV? Yes. (laughs) I think the, the running consensus is it's all down to content. Yeah. Right? It's a licensing issue. Whoever the content creators are and the content providers uh, I think the story goes that, you know, everyone's uh, the digital downloads is so dependent on Apple, you know, digital music records or music, music, um, not records, <laughs> music uh, companies are dependent on Apple. iTunes is the dominant force in digital downloads. Mm-hmm. So I think people have been hesitant and Apple's not no longer the underdog. Back when iTunes first launched, it was Mac only and it was like a small experiment. Right. Hell froze over, Steve yeah, said when right. he made the Windows version. Yeah. I remember there's a... <laughs> There's a there was an email from Bill Gates, the internal internal email saying, "How did Apple get these licensing like agreements?" Mm-hmm. And I guess ultimately they just thought Apple wasn't a big threat, but Apple is a big threat now. So now the question is, what are, what are people gonna what are companies gonna allow Apple to do with their digital content? And I think everyone's you know everyone's appropriately nervous about you know should if we give Apple too much control? And I think, and that's not just coming from me. Those are, that's what the reports have been over the past year or two yeah. because we've been talking about this Apple TV solution that Steve Jobs referred to in, mm-hmm. in his autobiography. That, he, that they figured out. They've cracked the code. Cracked the code, yeah. Well, and part of it is also, though, it's not just content, it's also the cable providers, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so... Now, why do they want to do anything with Apple? Of course, They're the right. worst. And, and every <laughs> month, Hattie comes in and she's holding her t- time on her cable bill and she's like, I need to cut this. I don't know why I still have But this. see, that's the thing, is that they don't want people to cut cable. People are cutting cable. Mm-hmm. So what if Apple came to them and said, look, you know, people want a la carte. They want all these other things. You guys aren't there yet, mm-hmm. but we can make an integrated search solution that if they want to buy it on iTunes, they can buy it on iTunes. But if they want a pay-per-view because it comes out sooner, they can do that. All of this integrated into one thing. And it's basically Apple TVs or Apple's version of your crappy cable box. Mm-hmm. Like who likes their cable box? Really? There's, I, I talked to like one guy out of about a hundred who's like, I, I like it. I'm like, how old are you? Right. Like, you know, what's, the, what's the like about that? I used to have your Apple two working, I guess, or something, but you know, 
So, yeah, I, I think that, like, for cable providers, that's really the thing. And, and imagine also, like the iPhone, it's subsidized, right? Mm-hmm. So you go to Comic, or you get the free crappy box, or for $50, you can get this Apple TV. It's got a DVR, and it's got a great search. It's got Siri, you know, all the things mm-hmm. that we've kind of been thinking about. You know, and then if you think about it, Amazon Fire, um, Fire TV has a better experience because you can talk to it yeah and i remember after i got this i i was showing it to a few people and they're like well it's probably not going to work that well i'm like actually right. it works really well mm-hmm. and you can hand it to them that well you just trained it to use your phone like, didn't train it <laughs> i don't think it's trainable you know and and i would hand it to someone and they would say you know avengers and it would come up and that blows people away yeah. because but something works. Yeah. Right. And I mean, I don't know, uh, you know, staying in, in, in my hotel, I'm sitting there. First of all, these remotes, I recommend you, you sanitize them yourself. Yes. Don't yes. believe, you know, you put, you can either put them in a Ziploc bag or you can wipe them down with like a hand wiper because those things are disgusting. But once you've sanitized properly, <laughs> just using these things, the experience is so awful. It's so awful. And I had a remote die on me. Yeah, I'm cha- it was changing the channel and then it just stopped working. It just stopped working. Yeah. I could hit the buttons that were specific to the TV, like changing the volume, right? And, uh, and, and change functions and sleep timer, but nothing that would actually make it go from that awful preview screen back into the TV. <laughs> and they had to bring me up another remote. Like just that whole experience is awful. Yeah. And I, I think that most people just feel the same way about the cable boxes that they that yeah. they have sitting in there. We have these cable boxes in our house that are supposed to be smart TV, smart cable boxes, and they can. So, like, if you have one in the in the kids' room, you know, and you have all the Adventure Times saved over there, but then for whatever reason they want to watch one out in in the main room, you can get to the content that's saved on the other one. Well, gee whiz, you know, why is that rocket science? I can get the content on one thing from another. That's the 21st century solution. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah, Brilliant. It's so bad. It's so bad. And these terrible apps that they give you that are supposed to let you watch the content on your, on your devices and they never work correctly. And then you look at a company like HBO Go uh, or HBO and with HBO Go and you're like, <clears throat> that is the f- that's the way of the future that's what oh, yeah. you want right i want that for everything you know i want to be able to look i'll pay i'll pay to watch you know the way that and and the way that they did house of cards on netflix it's genius yeah it's genius yeah. Yeah. you know giving you that content that's great high quality production values famous actors you know all of this is just so well done I'm not saying I want Apple to be like a, a, a content creator in that space, but let me get it stuffed the way HBO Go does. Let me do that for everything. When I want to watch it. When I want to watch it. I have to wait till next week, even though I have time right now. Yeah. You know? See, but that scares the content creators. Yeah. That's true. So that's mm-hmm. why it hasn't happened because there are forces against you. Yeah. 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 The time shifting and the exclusivity and all of those things are, yeah. are still a big ball of wax, basically. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So are we ever going to see something? Are we, are, are, is Apple literally sitting on a new Apple TV or a new user? Why not roll out a better interface? Why not eliminate some of these problems of content loading? Content, content is not available now. I've talked to so many people who experience this all the time. Or just searching for something and having to type in the word that oh, you, know, you can say you can you can put a bluetooth keyboard on there now uh, right yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. but no, who wants to do that it's going to happen and i'll tell you why it's going to happen is because i can just for a moment imagine 
Dre in mm-hmm. a meeting with the Comcast CEO. Mm. Who's going to win that? Yeah. yeah. Right? Oh, my <laughs> God. Dre and Iovine in a meeting. I mean, they, they're going to crush these guys, right? Yeah. So, was that part of the reason for this deal going through? I it firmly was, believe so, yeah. 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 I mean, Jimmy in particular has the leverage, and, and that's well known, you know, mm-hmm. and, and he's an incredible negotiator. So he has the contacts and he has the chutzpah, basically, mm-hmm. to push this stuff through. And, and Dre's a fantastic tastemaker, and he's incredibly well-known, and he's not afraid to make a video. So, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, but this isn't, this isn't then, I mean, you're, you're not the first person to say this, but I think you're articulating it very well, is that this is about the, the people and, in a way, the, the influence that those people wield in music and in Hollywood and in entertainment in general. And, and Apple, are you saying, if I'm understanding you correctly, you're saying that Apple wanted these folks on the team because of that influence and as opposed to because they wanted anything to do even with the with the band the brand is that yeah. is that true yeah oh I, I i firmly believe that um if you know eddie q has a lot of pull mm-hmm. but he always had steve backing him up yeah mm-hmm. right yeah and and we know how steve negotiates oh, yeah. and so or negotiated <laughs> so jimmy brings that same fire to the table and so where i think where they've been stalled I think you're going to see some walls starting to break down now. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's interesting and really important for Apple's future as, as you know, a company that I, I've described Amazon. And we were talking about this a couple yep. weeks ago, Hattie, is that I've described Amazon as a company that just wants to get you your stuff, yeah. whether yeah. your stuff is a book or a drone or, you know, because they sell those. <laughs> we, we bought a drone or... um uh, you know, or or your digital content, and they'll get it to you any way they can. Yeah, yeah. by drone, by yeah. drone, <laughs> by downloading, yeah. by anything. I mean, and that's mail. Yeah, and that's the thing is that they they will just get it to you that way. And in a lot of ways, Apple, and and you've seen Amazon kind of evolving into a company that like, well, we want we want you to read your books digitally, so we'll we'll make a device that lets you read those books. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll make a device that lets you watch our content. Apple's been doing that forever, right? You know, and and Apple made the devices and then came up with the content stuff, yeah. giving you stuff. Now, you know, Amazon's kind of going about it the the other way. And I, I just when when we start now looking at the future, we start looking at you know where things are headed. Apple really wants to be in this space, and it, what do you what can we expect from Apple over the next year or three years in I know it's hard to say, but in, you know, going forward, what, what's coming next for them, not hardware wise, but ecosystem. Well, ecosystem, I mean, it sounds, I think, like I said, the most exciting part about this keynote for me was, and I know people have predicted it for a while, but they predicted in a negative way Mm. that OS 10 would become more like iOS. So people have been Mm -hmm. saying that, but people said it in a, you know, with, with like a a grimace on their face. Yeah. 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 But I think the exciting thing about this keynote is it was the intelligent integration between the two. I mean, design aside, I mean, I like actually like the design of the new offerings, new OS ten, mm-hmm. um, with its iOS seven ish look to it. Yeah. But besides that, the actual features they added, like continuity, like the integration, I think that I think finally those things are all coming together. Like mm-hmm. it, it's like a well oiled machine now between the two sides of Apple. So hopefully this. This continuity, I mean, this um, cohesiveness between mm-hmm. their platforms hopefully will extend because iOS and OS 10, you know, at iPhone launch were just so distinct yeah, and didn't operate together that well. And yeah. I think, um, like I said, that's Apple's potential strength. They have the ecosystem, they have um, iTunes, 
And then hopefully that'll extend into Apple TV, but then it's a question of content. Um, Historically, I think Apple, you know, I think, so I'm dating myself, of course, Mm -hmm. but, you know, Palm's greatest strength back when it was early, you know, way before was that it synced well. Like that was its strength. That was a big Mm -hmm. strength too. You know, you'd pop it in that dock and man, you'd get, you'd get your stuff, you'd beep and you'd walk away for the rest of the day, you know, and you knew you had your calendar. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Apple Newton, if you guys remember. Yes, I had several of those. Very good. Me too. And the syncing was terrible. It was. (laughs) It was was awful. I mean, I could plug in a printer and print to it and I could IR beam stuff, but <laughs> yeah, the syncing didn't work. No, it never worked. They were two ind- independent silos that mm-hmm. were never that were poorly integrated. So hopefully, you know, this is what we're looking for with Apple in the future. Is as yeah. we go on, hopefully, this is a sign where where the ecosystem just plays better with each other. And you know, air even AirPlay alone between the two operating systems that makes totally. It was like, why not? Obviously, and then here we go. I think there are a lot of people, and how do I remember? When iOS 7 first came out, AirPlay first came out, you're like, oh, good. Now I can finally, you know, get data between my two devices. And we and found out, no, of course not. I feel like for me, the way to describe a lot of just this keynote was finally, like, there were yeah. so many things where I'm like, <laughs> I've been waiting for this yeah. for so long. And um, a question I was going to ask you guys was, was there anything missing that you were like, yeah. I really thought that was going to happen or why hasn't it happened by now since they released so many other things? Like for me, I know it was, um, <laughs> selective red receipts so that only certain people could know you've <laughs> yeah. read them. <laughs> yeah. That just seems kind of simple and obvious, but they haven't pushed that out or anything. So. Yeah. That's a complaint. Like what, where is the granularity? And that's something yeah. that when I have talked to my Android friends about, you know, what, Hey, we got this now. We got this yeah. now. You know that game. Uh, you know on Android, like it's a given. Well, of course it'll be. Of course you'll have that. Yeah. Like, of course you can do that kind of thing. Apple. Well, no, they're not going to focus at that granular level. But like, yeah, what what, what was what was Arnold? Go to you first. Yeah, what was missing for you? Well, to be honest, the the my big check marks were were checked off. Yeah. I thought extensibility, the extensions in iOS, mm-hmm. where we custom keyboards were also something that I didn't actually know they would do, but mm-hmm. I wanted it. Um. So I didn't have any major things that didn't get checked off. I have a, I have a minor one just as like a... Mine's both pretty as a, minor, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Apple uh, integrated uh, something called web push notifications in Mavericks. Mm-hmm. So if you go to a website, you can get a push notification pushed to OS X, which makes sense to some degree, although it does annoy people at times. <laughs> uh, separate to that, it would be... It'd be but it saves me from doing, from doing Command-R all the time. Well, mm-hmm. well that's true. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> it would be trivial for them to integrate that into iOS, where you visit a website on iOS, mm-hmm. and the same backend provides you push notifications to your new sites. Right. And I feel like on iOS, that makes a lot of sense. And it, like I said, it, my understanding is it'd be trivial for them to use the exact same system that mm-hmm. was implemented. Um, because I'll be honest, news apps, I, I've downloaded a ton of news apps. Yeah. I never launch them again. Mm-hmm. And what I care about, because where I consume news content is through my feeds, right. through Twitter, Facebook. But having a push notification to a site that I like straight to iOS, like that, that's the one feature that I might download an app for, but I don't want a whole app just for that. Yeah. So that's mine. Victor. Um, I, you know, I, this is also a minor thing, but I, I did a review of an app called Emergency a little while back, and it's Emergen S-E-E, right? Mm-hmm. And what this is, it's, it's an emergency app for people on campuses, uh, the elderly, whatnot, right? The problem is to get to it, and it's a great tool because you go in, big red button, you hit it, it starts an incident call, it starts recording audio and video, sending it to a server. If you pay for the service, then you've got a response team, you've actually got a call center that like you know, checks out what's going on and can t- contact people immediately. Um, 
The problem is, if you want to use it, you have to unlock your phone. Unlock your phone. Right? So if, and I know that there are widgets and whatnot that you can put on. And I I saw the, you know, the proximity things and even suggesting, you know, download the Starbucks app or whatever. It's very subtle, but still you can't put really button buttons like that on the front screen that aren't initiated in the background somehow. You know, something comes up, it's like a push notification. Or Or a reason to skip that first unlock screen yeah yeah Yeah. something android has has and has had for a long time are widgets on the on the on the home screen the start screen rather lock screen and uh yeah that's interesting yeah so i mean i see why there's legitimate reasons exactly yes Yes. and not just to put a cool cloud app that's the problem (laughs) floating on yeah Yeah. what would happen is and we all know what would happen is you'd have clash of clans wants you to come back and do this and hit one button and go i mean that's annoying right (laughs) yeah there are legitimate reasons and so i kind of wish that there was sort of a uh VIP service, if you will, for some of these companies that want to make apps that are actually really life changing for mm-hmm. some people and, and could be really useful in that in that regard. But, you know, Apple gets in a lot of trouble when they try to, like, treat some people better than others or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. So, Dan, what's oh, well, what did you? I think yeah? was missing? Yeah. I was afraid you were going to ask me that. <laughs> uh, you know what? I mean, uh, it's it's it seems funny, but the 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 very big things on my list of stuff that I really really wanted came down to the one thing I missed the most from using Android for two weeks, and that's the swipe keyboard. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love it. I'm very I'm very fast with the with the two thumbs typing. Um, but there are so many times when your kid is you know pulling on your arm or something, and you just want to. You know, honey, where are you? Why aren't you home yet? And you've got just the one thumb and you're sliding it around, you know, like that can be the difference between maybe I didn't get to send that text or not. Right. That was the gift that I really wanted to get from Apple and was totally not expecting. One thing we haven't talked about at all is, uh, it, you know, is the software development side is Swift. Yeah. We got a brand new programming language that kind of blew me away. I was not <laughs> expecting that. And as a guy who's been spending 99% of my time doing Ruby for the last, I don't know, eight years or whatever, um, seeing a language that looks and feels a lot like Ruby and other people in in uh, Python are saying, oh, it looks like Python and people doing Scala are saying, oh, Scala, mm-hmm. you know, all of, we're all a little bit happy right now. And, uh, you know, it, it that's a big thing. And I, we were talking to some developers earlier today and I was saying to them, you know, what's, what's your take on this? Uh, is this something that you think Apple wants everybody to move to uh or is is this something that's for like new development or do they want you to switch and he said he's talked to a number of folks at apple who've told him you know this is for new things going forward don't rewrite your stuff right you don't have to rewrite anything and and you probably will and and he said is there ever a time when all of ios will be written in swift he says probably never gonna happen but there's no reason for it to you know but now for people who have been wanting something that's that's uh you know maybe easier to jump into than objective c than than you know now they have that and that's another big deal and this has been secret for like three years four you know, years four years which is amazing yeah. to keep yeah. a project a like this really yeah. nothing yeah and they've been building stuff in it working with it ensuring that you know compatibility with the existing frameworks and and that's like a huge thing i didn't see I a single word about that <laughs> yeah you know nothing did you? you no no that was it was incredible i mean it just shows goes to show how incredibly siloed apple is and i've heard stories this week that people are like yeah even apple people are like should we use Swift now? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right we don't know are they we never heard of it. it was a shock to them right yeah. they didn't know 
Um, yeah, I mean, minor. St- I mean, I'm, I'm a, I'm, I do some development, but yeah. I'm not a professional developer these days. And so, um, but yeah, my understanding from what I've talked to developers and whatnot, it sounds like this Swift is like for the next generation of right. iOS developers. Yeah. Um, and hopefully, I'm, and presumably they'll keep Objective-C for a long time to come. To, to further what you said about the siloing and the secrecy, even within Apple, I have a friend who's been in Apple for oh. many, many, many years. He's a senior developer uh, and, and he's he's works, you know, in, in where you would think he would know about this. And I said, have you been <laughs> using Swift? And he's like, oh, no, no. I'm like, why you don't don't like it? He's like, oh no, I just found out about it on Monday. Like yeah. he had the, never uh, during the yeah, keynote. He was wow. watching the keynote and sitting next to his development team, wow. none of whom knew anything about it within Apple at a very senior them. level for one of their biggest applications. Yeah. Like they didn't know about it, you know? Uh and it's it's just really, really funny and shocking that, you know, that this is how they do it. And and you know, even for something like a development language that they're going to be rolling out. There's so much secrecy around that. Why? Are they worried Samsung's going to copy their development language? No. Why the secrecy around that? Why? Why, you know, why not beta that before? Because it gives too many hints about where they're going with iOS 8? Is that or or Yosemite? I mean, I think it's just the culture. So whether, while it's, well, while a language like Swift might not be there, you know, if someone else, if someone found out about it, it wouldn't be the end of the world. But certainly if someone found out about um, details about the iWatch that mm-hmm. could have some real impact on their yeah. uh, future. So it's it's not just that it, they uh, siloed Swift per se, but they just silo everything. Mm-hmm. It's neat to know. Yeah. One thing about Swift though is, while I think it's going to be a valuable learning tool, and it is sort of next generation whatnot. There, there are a couple of things. First of all, you're not writing AAA game titles in Swift. You know that's what Metal is for. It's Objective C. It's like right. you're, you're going to do some hard number crunching in that. Uh, Swift, here's the thing, Apple has a problem, and that is the App Store is however many years old, what, six years old now? Um, 2009? Yeah, okay, so I don't know math. Um, (laughs) But they have a problem because if you look at the app landscape out there, you still have a lot of indie devs, you know, guys Mm -hmm. who are doing this maybe in their spare time, but less than you did three years ago. Why? Because it's, you know, it's the nature of capitalism. We have consolidation, you know, people are, are getting their businesses together and whatnot. And, and you see acquisitions and you mm-hmm. see all these sorts of things. So that's just the maturation of a market, mm-hmm. right? And they had sort of a barrier. And look, you guys know how much it costs to hire an iOS developer, yeah. right? Because you have to have a particular set of skills, mm-hmm. right? So now you can, I don't want to say lower the bar, but you, you do lower the bar in terms of the technical chops that you have to have, mm-hmm. right? So what they've done is they've opened the door to a bunch of people who can kind of play around a little bit more, hence, you know, playground. And it's like they can now amp up the number of developers that are creating apps. And because it's a curated store, they can pick and choose. They can say, no, we're not going to, you know, you're not going to see. I made a joke uh, at AltConf saying, yeah, there should be like 100 more fart apps. There's <laughs> not because they don't approve fart apps anymore. Right. You know, the fart apps that are in the store, that's it. Yeah. And uh, so you're not going to see that. What you're going to see are unique ideas from people who wouldn't have learned objective C, but have an idea, a great one. And now they can execute on it in a way that they never could before. And that's really Apple's thing is like trying to find these guys. I mean, because look at how many gems came out of the rough Lauren Brichter, right? Yeah. I mean, look at how many people came out of the the first wave, right? Um, You know, Trism, there were all these really cool things and people playing with interaction models that we'd never seen before. So Apple really wants to enable those people, which is, you know, interface builder, all of these things that they're doing are enabling developers to play around 
and try to push that envelope a little bit. And they couldn't do it if they just kept this old language that, you know, they kind of wipe the slate clean in a way. Exactly. Like everybody's on the equal playing field now. Yeah. You can start fresh and everybody has fresh ideas because right. you have a fresh yeah. language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've, you've opened the doors. And, mm-hmm. and so now all these people can come in and, and just think, oh, I can do this. Oh, look, wow, this is not difficult anymore. You know, not that Objective C was super hard, but. You know, early iOS, it was a little bit more difficult, yeah. right? Because you had to drop down to C for some things mm-hmm. and whatnot. So you see how much easier they keep making development. You remember the rumor a while back where they were creating a app making, like drag and drop type yeah. app making thing, yeah. right? So I that, remember that one. You don't remember that? that there was, it was like, it was going to be like, no, not hypercard-esque, you know, oh, kind maybe, of thing. Maybe, maybe. Right. And maybe that was like sort of, maybe someone got a glimpse of Playground one night. You know, sure. like, oh, you know, what are they doing? <laughs> it looks like hypercard. Yeah. But, but this is even better because you still have to have programming chops, right. you know, and if you do, you know, do a drag and drop kind of thing, then that's flash, you know, yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty, yeah. pretty boring. Mm-hmm. So this, I think is just, it's a wonderful thing. And we're going to see a lot of really creative apps as a result. I'm looking forward to that. So what else, uh, what else do you guys have? Any kind of closing thoughts, anything you, you want to share, anything uh, happy, sad about, <laughs> angry about, looking forward to, I'm happy. Like yeah. I said, I was very happy. I'm looking forward to the rest of the year. It's going to be, I hope, hardware year. So you're, you're saying more hardware. It's a good. lot more hardware. More stuff the, coming. The longer I watch, the certainty. longer there's no hard. There's no, the longer it goes with no hardware, the more likely hardware's coming. Okay. Hopefully this, but no, we're, I mean, we're definitely going to see iPhone, iPad. So that's yeah. you can count on that. Mm-hmm. And then you know whether or not iWatch happens or miniaturized Mac Mini mm. or 12-inch Retina MacBook Air mm. i think those are all very exciting things that are very possible in the next 6 months Victor what do you think Do you remember the year that they had a separate press event every month Yeah right and yeah. it was like boom product 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 yeah. product you right? think that's the rest of this so year So i think the rest of this year they're going to like just roll out every month the red carpet for some new thing Mm that would be exciting. Yeah. And that's, yeah, well, that's what I'm excited about. Yeah. All right. Well, let's close this thing up. Uh, Hattie, where can people go to find out, follow you on Twitter, interact with oh, you? Oh, uh, I'm Hattie Bird, H-A-D-D-I-E, Bird on Twitter. And you do a couple shows on 5 by 5 I do. I do the frequency uh, with you and then also Quit as right. well. You take that show over quite, quite often. All the time, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Arnold, they should go to MacRumors.com. Yep. <clears throat> or they can find me on Twitter at, at Arnold Kim, A-R-N-O-L-D-K-I-M. And you have, you've updated your avatar with the beard now. I have. To I, uh, facilitate uh, those who don't, didn't recognize people you. People didn't recognize me. I had some strange looks at me when I was waving at people. <laughs> so I had to update. And you've been, uh, you've been doing that for quite a while. You, everybody should go over to, uh, to, to MacRumors.com and you've got the, the buyer's guide there, which is very useful and infuriating because sometimes you just <laughs> want to go and buy something and they, you're telling me don't not to it. buy it. Don't buy a Mac Mini. That's my advice. <laughs> and Victor, please tell us where we, people can go to find out uh, all about you. Super Pixels. Yeah, I'm at Super Pixels on Twitter. And then, of course, TUAW.com. It's a four-letter domain. Easy to remember. Yeah. yeah. One of the few. How did you get that 10 years ago? 2004. Well, Even then. Credit to Jason Calacanis for that one. I don't know how he, he did it. Yeah, but he wrangled know, it. Yeah, he, he bent someone's arm back. So. Well, <laughs> thanks all of you for being here today. I sure do appreciate it. And uh, You're Dan Benjamin on Twitter. Oh, yeah, I guess it is. I'm Dan Benjamin on Twitter, <laughs> and you can go to 5x5.tv to hear more uh, specials and, of course, all the other regular shows that we do. Too many to name. Lots of them. We oh, hope yeah. you go there and check it out. And uh, thanks very much to all of you for being here today. Great to see you. And uh, maybe we'll do this again soon. Take care.